It was stressful for him, and her. But that was because of me. Mostly it was my fault. They would have been happy if they didn't have me. I've never worked up the guts to say sorry to either of them. But now I'm going off to college. I'm older. I don't need them quite as much anymore. I'm different from the little girl who tried to run after the cab. The sun tries to choke my eyeballs. Waking up at two in the afternoon every day means I'm a rock star. Or a zombie. Possibly both. Rock stars do cocaine, and cocaine is basically zombie dust, right? Right. I know so much about drugs. I'm going to college, and I know so much about drugs. I'll be fine. Isis? There's a knock on my door, and Dad's voice filters in. Why are you mumbling about drugs? I'm talking aloud again, aren't I? I jump out of bed, throw on a pair of jean shorts, and smooth out my sleep-crumpled t-shirt, then fling open the door. Dad's disapproving face stares down at me, hair dark and streaked with silver, his eyes the same warm brown as mine. That's a great question, Dad, and here's the answer. I've been practicing saying no, I announce. To drugs. In my sleep. Dad's face remains unamused. I hug him and prance downstairs, past dozens of family portraits. The walls are clean and white and the carpets plush. The banisters are shiny cherry wood, and the flight of stairs leading down is massive, like something out of a fairy tale. There you are, Isis. Good morning. And there's the wicked stepmother, I mumble. She is not actually wicked. On a scale of angelic to wicked, she is definitely a four, which is like absently selfish or something. The same level as substitute teachers and guys who blast their car bass way too loud when you're trying to sleep. I just call her wicked because it makes me feel good. Wicked good. Kelly looks up from the entrance hall, blonde and blue-eyed, with wrists thinner than a stork's legs and enough makeup to choke a magazine model. I've never seen her undone and messy, not even at night and not even on Sundays. She's nearly ten months pregnant, but even so, she looks like she walked straight out of a Sears ad, wholesome pastel sweaters and all. She has twins and yet doesn't even look slightly ruffled. I have a sneaking suspicion she's an android, but I haven't found her battery charger yet. There's croissants for breakfast, and I made your favorite, whipped cream pancakes. Kelly smiles. That's your favorite, right? Your father said it was. Yep. I loved those when I was, uh, four. I grin until it becomes awkward. Dad doesn't know anything about who I am now, and that's painfully clear. Look, thanks a bunch for going through all that Martha Stewartian effort, but I've got other breakfast plans. No, you don't, she says lightly. Uh, yes, I do. With friends. Which friends? You don't have any friends here in Georgia. I'll have you know I have friends all over the space-time continuum, and some of them have telepathy and, like, fireball-making powers. 
Do you like fireballs? I hope so. Because they don't especially like people calling me friendless. Kelly's perfect porcelain face hardens. It's familiar since I've been here two weeks and she makes that face every single freaking time something comes out of my mouth. She hates what I say and who I am. I can tell. I don't fit into her perfect mold of what a teenage girl should be. She wants to tell me I'm ridiculous or over the top, but she wants me to like her, first and foremost. I brush past her and grab my purse and keys from the table in the hall. How about some shopping? Kelly offers when I'm halfway out the door. You and I could go wherever you'd like. There's a great place downtown. How about some no? I say. With a side of no thanks? That's too bad. Kelly forces with a